This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Sleep hygiene, hot baths, kiwi fruit, breathing techniques, acupuncture, counseling, supplements, sleeping tablets. Over 20 years, Joseph Pennell tried it all. Nothing worked. The more he tried to force sleep, the more he fed his anxiety and obsession, and the more insomnia stripped from his life. Joseph couldn't get up early as he couldn't sleep at night. He couldn't see his friends at night. He couldn't do the job he loved. He couldn't share a bed with his wife. He simply couldn't. For two decades, slowly but surely, insomnia took over his life and stole his happiness. And then Joseph found CBTI. Everything changed. Every thought, every action, CBTI had seen it all before. His insomnia was not unique. Your insomnia is not unique. It always boils down to two problems, sleep drive and hyperarousal. By addressing both through behavior changes, sleep knowledge and cognitive restructuring, Joseph went from being somebody trying everything they could to make themselves sleep to being somebody trying everything they could to stay awake. After overcoming his sleep insomnia, he trained with one of the world's best sleep physicians so he could help you overcome yours. Valeria Tellies interviews Joseph Pennell, the author of You Can Sleep Too. Joseph Pennell is the author of the evidence-based sleep book, You Can Sleep Too. He is trained with sleep physician Daniel Erickson and completed the CBTI sleep science course. Having suffered with chronic insomnia himself for over two decades, he finally overcame it with the help of one of the world's most experienced sleep physiologists. He has an excellent first-hand understanding of insomnia and is living proof of how effective and life-changing the sleep knowledge that he disseminates can be. He works with corporation via webinars and seminars to provide workspace sleep education, and he will be working with TEDx speaker Raj Adgopool to help provide sleep education in India. Meet Joseph at youcansleep2.com and sleepprep.com. Here is the interview with Joseph Pennell. In your own words, who is Joseph Pennell? 
Um, so I, well, former chronic insomniac of 20 years. Um, so that's what the interview's about. So yeah, I had a, uh, insomnia for 20 years. But that doesn't define me anymore because I don't have it. <laughs> so um, I enjoy surfing, playing my saxophone. Um, just a laid back guy. <laughs> so, yeah, enjoy life now. Um, but I've got this, uh, yeah, this sleep problem has finally left me. So, yeah. Yeah, how wonderful to hear that. So we'll be exploring the journey of going through from insomnia to being free from it. So I have lots of questions for you here. But before I ask those specific questions, I have the uh, the opening questions. So let me ask you this one as my second official question. What do you feel is the purpose of the human experience? Purpose of the human experience? To be happy and to make those around you happy. <laughs> And I think that's as basic as that. Um, and to help other people, because um, if you don't, if you go through this world and you're quite self-serving and you don't help others, then really, what was the point in being here? So I do feel that, and not in any sort of grandiose way, but if you just in a small way, whatever you can do to, to. Uh, limit people's suffering or to even help them and make them feel better and make them feel good and make them feel happy. That, I think, uh, is the purpose of the human experience because we're only here from a short amount of time um, and what could be better than that? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, what a lovely answer. I hear that quite often. Pretty much everyone says that. We share that. Uh, we have that in common as human beings. And I wonder why a lot of times. <laughs> why does it feel so good? Or it feels almost like you said, being the purpose of the human experience to help others. Do you wonder why? Um, well, I feel, in a way, helping others in a way is quite selfish because it makes you feel good. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I right? <laughs> that human beings are inherently selfish, but if you can be selfish in a way that is useful to other people, that's the best way to be <laughs> selfish. So um, <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> and that's funny too that you say that. So it's a way of being selfish, but it's uh, being used in the way that we are serving others. Yeah, that's right. What is your idea and understanding of balance, Joseph? Ooh, see, now I'm not too good at balance. So, you <laughs> know, um, I suppose it's about having, doing enough for yourself and enough for other people um, in order to create that. But then, I don't know, because often... I will find that balance where everything is running smoothly for me um, and everything is working for me um, and then suddenly it will all go out of kilter and run it once. So okay. I'm probably not the best person to ask because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but for me balance is <laughs> a good day of work where I've um, helped other people and uh, worked towards my purpose and then in the evening uh, do something for me, uh, like surfing or walking on the beach. Um, so it's not a very um, grand way of saying it, but it's about um, feeling content in yourself, really. Um, contentment. 
Do you have any spiritual practices or belief systems, Joseph? So I'm not Buddhist, but I do. Um, I love Ajahn Brahm. So he's a um, he's a British Buddhist um, who's moved to uh, Australia, where he runs a monastery out there. He swears and tells toilet jokes. So he's not your standard typical yeah. spiritual teacher, <laughs> yeah. but he uses humour a lot mm. in order to tell really deep, wise stories. So, mm. and I do meditate as well, and. I follow uh, the practice of there's this uh, Dutch Norwegian guy called Wim Hof who is regularly putting himself in ice baths and doing a breathing technique um, in order to expand his consciousness and feel good and feel happy. So I do a bit of Buddhism um, and every morning I do my Wim Hof breathing and I have myself uh, an ice bath set up in the lounge permanently which I get in every single day and meditate in that. So it's a bit of an unusual uh, spiritual practice, but it's what works for me and I enjoy it. And my last warm-up question is about liberation, freedom. Do you have a vision for what that is, to be liberated free? <sighs> See, now I used to think that Once I achieved certain goals and certain things and I had a certain amount of money, then I would be free. But then, I mean, I'm only 36 years of age, but I've come to realize that it doesn't really matter what I achieve and what goals I reach or where I am in my career. If I'm not happy within myself, um, then I'm never going to be free. I think, you know, People who are incredibly troubled, um, have incredibly difficult lives can be the happiest, most content uh, people on the planet. And there are these people with everything and seemingly lives which are completely perfect, but are prisoned within their own minds. So I think freedom is trying to um, attain, well, balance, like we were saying earlier, um, within yourself and that is always a work in progress for me and I think for every person on the planet but yeah so true I love your wisdom thank you for sharing that so you wrote the book you can sleep too cure insomnia and chronic sleep problems with CBTI I think it's how you pronounce it I did so you can Talk to me for a moment about how you became a writer and what was the inspiration and intention to write your book. So I had my own chronic insomnia for 20 years and yeah, it pretty much stripped everything I had from my life. So I think when people think of poor sleep and insomnia, they think, well, you just can't sleep at night, but it's so much more involved than that. So Typically, when you start having insomnia, you'll start doing things to try and make yourself sleep. So you'll start having warm baths and you'll start having kiwi fruits and you'll start taking supplements. And then very slowly, all these things start taking over your life. And then you also start not doing things in order to start protecting your sleep. So you start um, not meeting up with your friends, not um going surfing in the evening, not um, exercising at night. And very slowly but surely, it starts to control and dictate every single aspect of your life. So whilst there are other CBTI books out there, 
there are very there's probably only two or three I can think of of actual people's own stories of insomnia which then provide solutions to overcome it so I wanted to write the book to share my own story of insomnia to help people feel understood help them feel validated and to give them the confidence that they can cure their insomnia and then offer some uh, real practical steps and solutions in order to do that so that was my motivation behind it because once you you know i tried everything in order to try and cure my insomnia and once you actually find a way out of it you you can't believe that everyone doesn't know this really simple sleep knowledge so for me i just had to sort of help as many people as i could by writing this book so yeah it's my first book and yeah i'm pretty yeah. proud of it I think it's well. yeah me too i'm proud of you for oh, writing thank- that thank you that's a beautiful beautiful work as i said off record you have helped yourself, you're helping yourself, and you want to help others at the same time. It's just the most beautiful thing I can think of. So thank you. And so insomnia, like I mentioned off record too, I have had experiences with it, but they come and go when I'm stressed, something happened. It always seems to be connected to my belief systems, whatever I believe in. If something kind of threatens the ground of belief that I used to have, that I have, then it's kind of the whole body, the whole being, it's being taken over. It's being, uh, let's say, it becomes out of balance, really. So would you say that insomnia, somehow it's connected to belief systems? Um, well, short-term sleep problems are so you can go through, as you were saying, stressful events or um, a belief system um, that gives you a short-term sleep problem. So it's important to understand sort of the difference between short-term sleep problem and insomnia. So every single person in their lifetime is going to experience uh, short-term sleep problems or multiple short-term sleep problems and nights where they have um, poor periods of sleep. When insomnia develops, that's when people start generally adapting their behaviors um, around sleep. And so that is what um, so people's behaviors and then their anxiety and their stress and their worry around sleep is what turns that short term sleep problem into insomnia. So, yeah, um, definitely um, that short term sleep can be connected to your beliefs around it and how you feel not feeling grounded. But that won't continue into the long term unless you do poor behaviors that um, then help insomnia to develop. And these behaviors are actually incredibly common to do and quite easy to slip into. But once you address those behaviors, that's how you address your insomnia. So what are some of these behaviors that create insomnia? So typically, so it doesn't matter what triggers your insomnia. So it Anything can trigger that sleep problem. So like you were saying, your um, anxiety or a stressful time. And then typically what you start doing is you're not sleeping and then you start becoming anxious and worried about not sleeping. And then you start doing things in order to try 
and protect your sleep and make yourself sleep. So probably the most common thing people do is they will think, oh, okay, well, I didn't sleep well last night, so I'm going to start napping uh, during the day. Or the most common one is to get up later um, during that day. And then they um, that might then they might get better sleep that night because they slept later in. And then they'll start doing things like going to bed early in order to try and catch up and make themselves sleep. So they'll start spending longer and longer in bed. They'll start spending hours in bed, waking up later, napping during the day. And very quickly, you'll find that, as I found, that you start sleeping even worse because you're putting all these behaviors in. And then you start going down the route of trying to force and make yourself sleep. So you're sleeping really poorly because um, you're napping, you're getting up late, you're spending hours in bed. And then you start going down the route of, okay, well, now I need to take a hot bath or I need to take some supplements or I need to um, exercise in the day because if I don't do that, I won't sleep. I have to do yoga in the evenings because if I do that, I won't sleep. And all of that drives anxiety and worry and stress around sleep. And then that anxiety and worry and stress <laughs> makes it even harder to sleep. The harder you then have uh, to sleep, then the more you change your behaviors, the more you change your behaviors, the more stressed and anxious and worried you get about sleep. And it just sort of feeds itself. So really sleep is all just behaviors and it's all anxiety and stress and obsession and worry around it. And once you're dress those two things, that's when you become free of insomnia. So talk to me about CBTI and its effectiveness when it comes to insomnia. Um, so CBTI is known as the gold standard, most evidence-based treatment. So it is the, the thing to cure insomnia, but it doesn't just cure insomnia. I mean, the, uh, the knowledge that CBTI shares applies to pretty much everybody to help them sleep better. So people, they may not have insomnia, but just following the advice of CBTI would help them sleep. Um, so typically what CBTI would do is it will provide evidence-based sleep knowledge to help you understand your sleep. It will give you the right behaviors you need to do in order to, um, to basically reset your sleep drive. And sleep drive is the most important thing to understand uh, when it comes to sleep and it then also tackles the anxiety and the stress and the worry that you have around sleep as well um, because there's really two components to when you're sleeping poorly it's because you've got an unregulated um, fragmented sleep drive or and you've got anxiety and stress and worry around sleep which can mask that drive to sleep so it really tackles the, the thought patterns around sleep and it tackles the behaviors around sleep as well and yeah, I, I tried everything during my 20 years and within eight weeks of my CBTI course, um, I was sleeping incredibly well. Um, not completely cured, that took a little bit longer, but um, within eight weeks, I um, was substantially better. That sounds wonderful. And you are a coach, right? Just I call you the sleep coach. <laughs> I have it here on my, my, in front of me. Talk to me about that. How do we find you? How do we, is it groups online, offline? Um, so the best, so if you actually need help with your own insomnia, um, you can take a look at my YouTube videos by searching for Joseph Panel. So Papa Alpha 
November, November, Echo, Lima, Lima, so panel. So those would give you some real good basic uh, sleep knowledge to book as well. Uh, you can sleep too. It's a great way to find me. But um, yeah, so most of my work is actually doing corporate um, work, so doing webinars and seminars um, to help people sleep in the workplace. But um, yeah, so the YouTube videos, I suppose, if anyone's having real trouble with sleep, those are really going to help you um, understand your sleep a lot better. I went through your book and I love how you call it uh, sleep knowledge. So you have them numbered. And then I have some of them caught my attention immediately. So let me see. Sleep knowledge number 23. You don't need it to be perfect, just good enough. That caught my attention. So I would like to know more about what is your understanding of perfectionism and also self-love? Perfectionism. Um, so in that, when I had that sleep knowledge bit, so I was, um, I referenced a story by Ajahn Bram called Two Bad Bricks in the Wall. And um, in that story, um, so he builds a wall. It has about a thousand bricks in it. And he lays every brick absolutely perfectly. So he uh, knocks it down, puts the cement in perfectly. And he's got this beautiful wall at the end of it. And at the end of it, he's staring at this wall, looking at it, appreciating his work. And then he sees that he's got two bad, wonky, terrible bricks in that wall. And he's absolutely destroyed every time he sees that wall he wants to destroy it he wants to blow the wall up he wants to um he wants to basically bulldoze the whole thing and it isn't until someone else sees that brick wall in front of him and says to Ajahn Brown oh, what a beautiful wall that is um that he Ajahn Brown sort of um, says, what, what are you blind? Can you not see all these two bad bricks in the wall? And uh, the person who sees this wall says to him, uh, yes, I can see the uh, uh, two bad bricks, but I can also see the 998 good bricks in the wall. As well. So I haven't explained it as well as Ajahn Brown can explain it, but basically it's about not focusing on your faults and your... Um, and just noticing the 998 good bricks rather than the two bad bricks in that wall. And how that links in with sleep is that when you're doing your CBTI course, everyone wants to be perfect. They want to do it perfectly. And when they don't do it perfectly because they're human, it's very easy to criticize and um, condemn yourself for it. Um, but actually it's not helpful when you're trying to overcome any any difficult circumstance to have that negative uh, self-critical mindset and just um, yeah to focus on the 998 good perfect bricks which is quite hard to do but very necessary. I love that message it's one that I, we often talk about and I write about that unconditional self-love in all these yeah really challenging topics even to talk about because some of us cannot even conceive that right the idea of accepting yourself unconditionally knowing that this is already a gift to be here in a human body from my perspective this is already fulfillment as it is it's interesting to see how many of us are not in touch with them for so many reasons right joseph we are very unique there's another one, Sleep Knowledge 10. You talk about relaxation techniques and the illusion of value. 
Like in your case, do you still engage in relaxation techniques? Maybe not with the intention to uh, to sleep well, but do you still do that? Uh, so that's yeah, you've got it. You've hit the nail on the head there. So yes, I do. Um, but the difference is that I don't do it with the intention to sleep. So it's not the it's not the action. It's the intention. So you cannot make yourself sleep unless you have a drive to sleep so unless you feel sleepy it is physically impossible to make yourself sleep um so it's really common for people to hear that you should set a fixed bedtime um, but that's one of the worst things you can do um, in order to help yourself sleep because it's physically impossible to make yourself sleep if you're not sleepy and so whilst relaxation techniques are fantastic for helping you feel grounded helping you relax helping you allow sleep to happen and reduce the anxiety around sleep they cannot make you make you sleep unless you are sleepy so and if you and it's really common with people when they're trying when they've got a sleep problem to believe that actually it is possible to make themselves sleep by using relaxation um, and then what that gets them to do is then try to force sleep and control sleep and make sleep happen which actually then drives the insomnia as well so i've got nothing against relaxation techniques um, per se but with the understanding that um, they do not and cannot make you sleep because sleep is a natural process. I love this message of following the natural flow of the human body, of life itself. That's what it came across to me. Your work, it's all about being true to your feelings and to the embodiment of life in you and just following that. That's just amazing to me that we can do that because we have learned quite the opposite, right? Uh, we have so many influences about on how to do things and how to live, how to be, how to think, how to behave, how to fix this and that. So y you come with this amazing message of just being natural. Yeah, so that's, that's, the, that's the, um, the strange thing about sleep is but once you get your right behaviors in place, so um, wake up at the same time every day, only go to bed when you're sleepy. And if you're in bed trying to force or make sleep happen, just leave the bedroom and go back uh, to bed again. Once you understand that, um, sleep is incredibly simple. Um, and so it's really the best sleepers are the ones that make no effort to sleep, which is incredibly counterintuitive because everything else in life the more effort you make normally the better you are at it but with sleep it's it's kind of like you're teaching people to do what they were doing when they were five years old <laughs> <You're trying laughs> <Yeah. to laughs> most of the work is undoing what people See, um yeah. have been doing to themselves because <laughs> everyone knows how to sleep everyone everyone knows how to sleep it's just that when they stop sleeping well they they try to they try to sleep and that's when it's the problem so it is like what you said just sort of being intuitive and um and making no effort and um just being in the flow of it so you've got it you've got it exactly right ah, but i love that people that um they struggle to do that um but and it's hard to get people to 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 get to that place where they make no effort to sleep um but eventually 
um, that's what CBTI eventually gets you to do. Yeah. <laughs> with that idea of um, just flowing through life without any effort, do you think it's possible to do that with life itself? Just live in such a way that we are not? <laughs> I, oh. I wonder. <laughs> no effort. Uh, <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> see, I think you have to put effort into life in order to to accomplish your goals in life but they need to be the right goals to start with there's no point um putting effort in to the wrong goals because you're going to end up at a place that um you don't want to be at after you put loads of effort in (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> effort, yes, but the right kind of effort. And I suppose putting effort, the only thing you can do is put effort in and then the, the outcome and the results of that effort are undetermined and unknown. So the only thing in your control is the effort. But where the danger of effort comes in is the expectation um, around it that if you put this effort in, then you must get this result. And that's where effort can be a bit damaging it's the expectation um so pushing the wheelbarrow is easy and uh, thinking about pushing the wheelbarrow that's the hard part (laughs) so yeah when you say the word effort i think about energy just this drive the life itself and its energy just doing what it does and we can't help it but do it like you said we don't learn to sleep we just fall sleep. I'm wondering if we can just fall into life <laughs> in a sense of giving ourselves to life. Um, it's almost in a sense of being in love with it, where you just, with this energy that's so light and graceful, we just do what we do without too much thinking or worries or anxiety, or maybe none of that, which it seems to be the impossible really to do. Yeah, it Meditation is is the closest I get to that, and surfing is the closest I get to that. So, it's always what I'm aiming for. I, I <laughs> this 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 flow and this natural way of being is what I'm always. But um, whenever I start feeling outside of that, just getting a tent and um, going camping somewhere in the wild, that puts me back in back into that natural rhythm of life. So, yeah, and it's yeah. a great way to sleep as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to live and sleep and to die. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. So your message really inspired me or inspires me to, to that space of, of natural flow. That's what made me really fall into that space. So thank you for that inspiration. On your website and book, you disclose the 10 evidence-based techniques to overcome insomnia. So one of which you have been talking about, only go to bed when you can keep your eyes open. So when you are really sleepy, you talk a lot about light. We don't know about vitamin D activation, how important it is, vitamin D. But what is that about light? So get up at the same time every single day and get light as soon as you possibly can. Um, So that basically, that tells the brain that it is now time to be alert, it's time to be active, and it anchors your circadian rhythm and it anchors your homeostatic sleep drive. So people will often, it's really, they've got it kind of backwards. So in in the um, 
when they want to try and sleep, all the lights will go on, all the screens will go on, and they basically create daytime in their house. <laughs> and um, when when it's time to wake up, they sort of um, get out of bed and they creep around in the dark because they don't want to wake other people up and they sort of sit around in the dark. And the brain doesn't know when it's time to sleep and when it's time to uh, be alert. So the most is really it's free and it's really easy just as soon as you wake up get that light so natural or artificial and you'll find just that one simple thing will really help you sleep but yeah and you know who doesn't like light so oh yes right we all do i'm actually will title the episode today i just thought about because there's something that you mentioned in your book and website too Three words or three phrases actually use, get up, get light, and get active. So getting active, it's another component, isn't it, that helps? Yeah, so, I mean, that's, if you can get up, get that light, and then just whatever, I mean, it doesn't, you don't need to go for a marathon, but just get active and get outside if you can. Um, again, that's to, to get the dopamine, the serotonin, and just to wake your body up so that it, it really wakes up quickly in the morning. So overcoming insomnia, people think it's done sort of in the nighttime, so that during the nighttime they can do these, um, they can take their kiwi fruits or we do all these, these things in order to make themselves sleep. But really, good sleep happens in the morning. So... Um, getting up at the same time and then getting active and just having a um, a productive, fun, enjoyable, happy day, you're going to find that what you do during the day has far greater impact on your sleep than what you do in the last kind of hour before your bedtime. It's it's Sleep is created during the day because the only thing that creates um, a drive to sleep is wakefulness and so you want to have that really productive um, wakefulness full of exercise full of light um, in order to sleep well at night so yeah shifting that to the daytime in order to sleep well is a really great way of doing it. What a great advice <laughs> and I'm thinking about what we talked earlier habits and creating belief systems about how to do things exactly. Could this become another obsession in the sense of I need to get up, get light and exercise in order to sleep well? Ah, I see that's where that comes in where you don't need to be perfect. You just need to be good enough. So I generally would do all of those things. But if I don't do those things, then it's not sort of the end of the world. It's sort of to have a good habits, you just need to do them more often than you don't do them. So it's, yeah, so you don't want to be doing, because normal sleepers, they will occasionally have lions and they won't always get up at the same time every day. But generally, they tend to have these good habits in place. And when they don't, they don't really worry about it. So it's about, I suppose, with diet and with exercise, it's about balance as well. Um, but really, the balance comes once you're sleeping well again. So in order to overcome, if you do have insomnia, in order to overcome that, you want to try and do it as well as you can. Um, and then once you've got your good sleep back into place, then, yeah, you don't need to be perfect and you don't need to obsess and worry about sleep because you're sleeping well. Um, so it's just getting you to that 
stage where you are sleeping well first and then you can kind of let go of those these behaviors a little bit but really once you've got a good habit once it becomes habit as well then actually it's not you're not trying to be perfect it's actually harder to not do it because now sleeping in just isn't part of my habit so it's just it's just not what I do anymore so it's not like I have to try to get up every single time at the same time it's just it's just what I do and it's now harder for me not to do it because it's it's just part of what I do now um and that's when it becomes easy when it becomes your habit yeah yeah when it becomes especially when it becomes natural right yeah that's right Mm. Um, we're so habit driven humans are so habit um habit yeah it's yeah it's amazing how we can adapt almost to anything some unnatural behaviors we we adapt them it really amazes me that the body can do that, like smoking or doing something that's it's clearly harmful to the body. But it's really a challenge for me to understand that sometimes. <laughs> but I'm sure I do some things that are not so healthy. I don't. I cannot think of anything now. But you always can find something unhealthy, right, in our behaviors. So we're almost at the end of our conversation today. And before I ask you my final questions, would you like to add anything else or read a passage in your book? So, yeah, just to, so you're, what I would say is if you're having, if you generally sleep well, get up at the same time every day, um, spend less time in bed, um, and that's going to really help your sleep. So just those points alone, um, it's going to help you sleep. And if you do have a short-term sleep problem or you have occasional bad night of sleep, just don't don't go down that route of trying to fight sleep. Don't go down the route of trying to force it. Just basically carry on. Just let it resolve itself and you will find that sleep will resolve itself. Um, you're probably going to have some of these listeners who do have chronic um, long-term insomnia and for that, I'd recommend um, finding everything they can about CBTI and um, booking themselves a course with someone good um, or just having a look at my videos. But yeah, so just um, it, and yeah, it is it is um, possible to overcome insomnia because I had it for 20 years and yeah, it's now gone. So <laughs> it's, it is is if you've lost confidence that you can can resolve your sleep problem then you definitely can and you will so yeah and that's my message <laughs> yeah wonderful yeah thank you so much joseph yeah, for being you for doing what you do writing a book about these things so we can learn and improve it just to me comes as a enjoyment just um, experiencing this whatever yeah. this is life in a human body in, and in the best way best possible. Best way possible is a great so way of putting that because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> however it is. Yeah, however it is, yeah, right? The, yeah. yeah. So I have a few more questions. Let me see. Too many here. I will ask this one. What is another word for life? That's a tricky one. I've never been asked that before. Um, another word for life. Um being i suppose because that's the only thing you do um you've there's nothing else you can do i think 
you can just sort of be because it's going to it's going to march on regardless of what you're doing so it's just about being and um that is that is another word oh i love that of course <laughs> just being right and what was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself in life as of today i suppose that it's not like we were saying earlier that you can't be perfect but you can be good enough and that's hard to sort of accept just being good enough and sort of accepting yourself and accepting your flaws and all your problems and your imperfections and that's all always an ongoing process and i i think that's why it's important for me to to do the work but i do because then is a kind of a way for I can become more accepting of my flaws because I'm helping other people. <laughs> Does that make sense? So self-acceptance, I, I think that that is probably one of the hardest battles for everyone because we're always being told that we need to be better and that we need to um, do more and have more. And it's a real struggle to sort of shut that out and accept that the most beautiful trees in the forest are usually the most bent and crooked and flawed ones. so that is that's the hardest life lesson and uh, work in progress <laughs> we all can relate to that I and mean, i certainly can thank you so much again for your beautiful wisdom yes thank you very much and we really enjoyed <laughs> And my last question is, what are three things about life you wish everyone to experience before they lose the body, before they die? Ooh, something that scares them beyond belief. So that's whatever is for you. So that may be speaking in front of a room in front of loads of people. That might be skydiving. That might be um, if you're scared of swimming. Um, just doing that one thing that absolutely terrifies you. And then once you've done it, you go, my goodness, um, that was absolutely exhilarating and I can't do it. So that's a big one. A good and true love. That's that. I think everyone needs that. And finding your what makes you you and what your purpose is in life, because I... I didn't have mine really until I found um, the sleep work. I had things that I enjoyed. I never had that thing that was really um, the thing that um, I thought that I was put on this earth for. So if you can find, if you can do those three things, then that's, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh -huh. Wow. Again, thank you so much for your presence, your wisdom. I love how genuine you are too. It's beautiful. Thank you, Joseph. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Um, so You Can Sleep Too is the book and uh, Sleep Rep is my uh, website. So yeah, if you're having trouble sleeping, that's going to sort you out. <laughs> you stop having trouble sleeping. And if that doesn't work for you, I've got loads of resources um, and places you can go and places you can find other help. So yeah, I've got you covered. So that's uh. good. Wonderful. I'll have the link on your podcast profile, those two links, uh, YouTube and your website. 
Thank you again, and we'll talk soon. Bye for now, Joseph. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Joseph Pinnell and his work, please visit You Can Sleep Too and sleepprep.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.